talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode 13. Northern Lights. I love this episode. I'm so excited. (laughs) My excitement is just going to keep climbing, you guys. I hope you're all prepared for this because I freaking love this season. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, it was really good. But you know what else it is, Jamie? This is our one year anniversary episode. (laughs) That's even better. I just remembered that I put it down in my notebook. crazy i know we've done this for one whole year let's take a moment to celebrate oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah uh, 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 uh. yeah <laughs> so excited oh my god um, i can't believe it i can't believe it and we're 53 this is episode 53 of the podcast so we're like already halfway to 100 so i can't believe it either i feel like it went by so fast a whole year yeah yeah, you blink and the year is over. I know. It is our lives. It's crazy how fast time goes. Like time's so short. I remember when I was like, Jamie, let's do a pod. You want to do a podcast? And you're like, yeah. sure. <laughs> I was like, really? I'll never <laughs> forget. I knew exactly where I am. I didn't have my office like set up yet or anything. So my office, my desk uh-huh. and all work was downstairs. I remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had to forget. wait for you to get everything situated before we could record. I remember yes. that. Yeah. I think our first recording, I was in my bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you were. I don't know. I'd have to pull it up because I no, 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 you weren't. No, we were doing test recordings to see how Zoom worked and everything. And you were in like your kitchen or something or your or your dining room. I remember. But you are first. Yeah, the first recording you were in your in your office because I have it because I remember you you put like makeup and stuff and stuff on because you thought we were going to put it on like YouTube. And I was because we weren't sure we were going to. Goodness, we didn't do that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, we still could. I don't know. Oh, but man. I've been yeah, no, every a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think after a while we both were just like, whatever. Nobody's gonna see me. <laughs> Nobody's gonna see me. Yeah. <laughs> we were professional for like a month and then that was it. I think even if I did post the, the, the video, I think we would look fine. I don't think it would look terrible. I hope not. I mean but, when yeah, I whatever. <laughs> I don't really go back and watch them, only if I'm like trying to find certain specific things but um i think my hair looks like it's going <laughs> through something <laughs> when i look back at some of them because i was actually going through the earlier ones not that long ago looking for clips and um my hair was just like because i don't think i was going to the actual barber yet i think i was still cutting it myself and i mean thank god it looks like better now but I was like shaving it so close to my head and I wasn't really doing much with the top. It looked crazy. It looks so much better now. I mean, (laughs) I just was thinking about it and like all of the weird shit that I do (laughs) and the weird faces that I make. I'm like, either this could be really well received and it would make people laugh even harder than they probably already do. uh, Or they're just going to go completely nuts. (laughs) No, I think if people are still listening to us after a year, then I hope that they get our sense of humor. Oh, and yeah. 
I think that if they sat and watched us, which I don't, I honestly don't know who would actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they would actually get a crack out of us because we would, because yeah. we're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like if people even heard half the shit that I take out of the episodes when we're just talking, it's ridiculous, but it's funny. Like I'll sit there and listen to it and I go, I can't even put any of this in. It's not even like worth it. But to me, I'm sitting there and I'm cracking up at us. So I don't know. I but... feel like that's Patreon right there. We can get all of the ones that aren't <laughs> super, super over TMI or whatever. Like super TMI. Like that stuff we'll just leave out, you know. But <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in the last episode that um, I took out that I thought was pretty funny, but it was just for time. But I was like, I think people would actually like enjoy this. <laughs> maybe those ones, like the ones that you had to take out because of time yeah. and maybe maybe almost a little bit of relevance. Those yeah. ones are ones we could totally <laughs> do a Patreon with. Maybe somebody would like to listen to them. I think we could be like, um, you know, like people love like ASMR or like, it's like, I don't even know what that is. It's like when people like whisper really low into their microphone. Oh, uh... Yeah. They're like, like BTS did something like that. Yeah, I somehow like, end up seeing clips of it. I'm like, why did what is this? <laughs> it's like it was like a hot thing for a while. I know people still do it, but they still do it. They do this weird sound thing where they like rub something against the microphone. Yeah. I've seen them. People just are I don't know. I think it's like a calming thing. I don't know, but um I can't watch it that long. I, I get I get too like distracted or like irritated and I turn it off and then I just put on pimple popping videos because <laughs> that's so much more entertaining it is to me it is <laughs> and gross <laughs> and gross yeah that's okay I watched Dr. Pimple Popper so I got it <laughs> uh, I was watching some last night um because I was Why are we talking about pimples let's get back to Dawson's Creek <laughs> all, right. all right so yeah this is our one year anniversary episode so Happy anniversary, Jamie. Happy anniversary, Creek Talkers. Happy anniversary to our listeners who are listening and downloading our our show and supporting us. We appreciate it so much. We love you. Thanks for sticking around with the crazies. (laughs) And I wouldn't have been able to do this with anybody else, Jamie. So I'm so thankful that you said yes to me that day. And we waited a good, like three months or something before we actually we did, did a lot it. of planning but i agree i couldn't have a better uh podcast partner <laughs> than you but we did a lot of planning we had meetings i know we did it right like several meetings <laughs> you know what i think is so funny when i hear people are they're like i mean i know like you want to like there's a reason when when you do stuff like this like you do want to monetize it and make it a business because it is a lot of work it but I almost laugh when people are like, you know, I appreciate you sending me like your support and your pledges and stuff like that. And I, and they're like, because it does cost money to do this. And I go, well, not really. I mean, it depends on like what they're using or what system they're using. But like, I mean, for me personally, it doesn't really cost that much to do this. (laughs) Just our time. Just our our time, really. And a little bit of our electric and, you know, internet bill. <laughs> I mean, I don't count all that, but I don't, I don't know. I just think it's funny. I'm like, what are they spending the money on? You know, because we're doing this for fun and we're just seeing where it goes. But well, I mean, I think like if we got to turn to like a really big thing and money came into play, mm-hmm. nice equipment, you know, maybe better. Well, that, yeah. You camera, better 
you know, equipment, yeah, audio equipment, maybe eventually a sound booth. You know, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> it could get maybe real, yeah. You can get crazy, you know. An actual studio <laughs> to record studio. in. Yeah, exactly. So I just saying, we don't know their lives, Stephen. <laughs> oh, you really always put it in perspective for me, Jamie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what are they fucking talking about? And you're like, well, they could have A, B, and C. I'm like, oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> this is why I can't, this is why I know, this is why I can't engage it with you with shit talking because you like, look at the positive side of everything. Uh, I'm a half full type girl, you know? <laughs> You're like, well, maybe they have problems and blah, blah. I'm like, whatever, Jane. Glass half full. No, you just got to put yourself in their shoes. What could they be doing money? What could they not be Not that doing? heartless. <laughs> I can do that. I'm not that heartless. I think it's just when I when I don't care about somebody, I just don't care. So I don't give a shit. So. <laughs> I'm like over it. <laughs> All right. Well, back to the show. What? It, so you really like this episode. I... I thought this was a really good episode too. Um, it was a lot of dialogue. So Yeah, but that was okay because it was great. Yeah, I think out of everybody, it was really this the story about Pacey and Joey and where they're going. So And mo- a lot about Pacey finally like coming into realization. He's realizing his feelings right now. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to affect him a little bit. So oh, we yeah, really get to see, we get to see it. We get to see him like being a... A certain type of personality, you know, way without really recognizing why he's doing it until like towards the end. Like even still, I think he's kind of I don't know what the words are. Like he's I I think he's just well, no, so like he knows that he really is falling for her. Yes. But he doesn't know how to how to no. do it because <laughs> it's his best friend's ex and it's his other best friend who he's falling in love with. And he doesn't know how she feels, but he's so blatantly obvious to her. And I'm like, how does she not see it? (laughs) He's so obvious. Everybody around them is picking it up. You know, know. everybody knows. Well, Andy has. Except for him. Well, Andy, well, Andy's Andy. But I mean, Jen definitely knows. (laughs) Well, yeah, because they had the conversation. Um, But (sighs) Joey is basically Dawson from season one now, (laughs) you know? Yeah, they've kind of, they've kind of switched. I can't speak today they <laughs> flipped the script um i just i don't know i loved it because he was just he was frazzled you know what i mean he was like in panic mode the entire time he was just freaking out and i loved it funny it was really it was funny great. it was fantastic joshua jackson sorry you should get an award for the chaos that was your mind today because that was nuts <laughs> yeah it was really good acting it was really it was just believable because he's, yeah he nailed it because he doesn't know how to deal with it and he's trying to tell her in so many ways and she's just not picking up on it and that aj is so he's a fucking bore man <laughs> like, yeah oh my god he took her to a party with like 80 year olds like, how <laughs> weird is that it was, school it was a school thing so it was all like mentors and yeah teachers and whatever students so it was a college thing not a frat party like right he said um but I agree with you. I just, I'm, he's boring. <laughs> he's like a wet napkin. I don't, I don't know. I'm just ready for him to be done. I'm not really a fan of Nikki either. She- Nikki does not bother me. At least not yet. Um, by the way, I hate his haircut. Who? 
AJ yeah. or Dawson? No. AJ. I hate his haircut. <laughs> I hate it. And I didn't like Joey's hair in this episode. No, I don't like y'all curly she either. She looks like a poodle. I just... <laughs> I like her hair straight. Her, her makeup was beautiful. Her eyes are gorgeous. I hated her hair. Yeah. She looked like a damn dog. She's a poodle. I No. Just no. No. <laughs> yeah, she's so pretty. Gorgeous. They're like, we have to do things different for, for your character. Because she's becoming more feminine. And she's coming into her own. She's dating boys now. Different boys than the boys that she grew up with. <laughs> you have to make her appealing to them. <laughs> College boys. <laughs> who probably haven't even kissed a girl. That was like the first time AJ kissed a girl. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I can't decide with him. I guess yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And I, isn't that maybe why I'm speculating? Because it's been a while since I've watched like what happens with him i really once it starts to get clear that it's going to be a joey and pacey thing i tune the rest of it off so i really don't remember exactly what happens with aj i just know that he like starts seeing somebody else or something i'm pretty sure that there's another person that's in this picture well there but i could be wrong i could be just mixing up my my shows with something else that has like a similar plot that's also very possible well, we'll see what happens when we get into it. Yeah. But before we actually break down the episode, um, why don't we just do a quick catch up and just talk about, you know, what we've been up to? You know, what's going on with you, Jamie? How's how's life been treating you? How you doing? Even though I talk to you every fucking minute of every day. <laughs> yeah. um, Let our audience into your, your life. I was running around a lot this weekend, but I don't remember what the hell i was doing i know sometimes it escapes me too was it the fourth of july was that this weekend no that was last weekend last weekend what the hell did i do this weekend oh i remember remember now (laughs) i'm like trying to remember for you because i can't i just it's so hard um all right uh so i went to delaware on saturday and went shopping because i am going back to the office like for one day a week yeah coming up actually next week so I needed some clothes because I haven't really gone shopping for like nicer clothes in the last two years because I haven't really been going anywhere. So yeah. I needed something new. Um, so that was great. I ended up at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> oh, because of course. Because of course. Um, and I got three new books that I'm excited about, but I have so many books to read. <laughs> I just don't know which one I'm going to read next. <laughs> it's almost overwhelming. Honestly, I really want to count how many books I have because it's a lot. Anyways, um, that was fun. I had bubble tea or boba for the first time. You did? How was it? So it was really good, Uh but I can't do the bubbles, the little tapioca balls. It's not the taste. It's the texture. I have an issue. I know. You said that before. You don't like texture of that stuff. I'm weird with texture, but I wanted to try it. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, you know what? Let's do it. I was hoping it was going to be like, I don't know why, but I... These little balls remind me of like chocolate balls. I was kind of hoping they were just going to be chocolate. <laughs> By the way, they're not. They're not. <laughs> and I knew they weren't. But whatever. And they taste. They're good. It's just the texture of them and how like soft they are mixed with the liquid. It was like too much. Wait, are they like the like gummy or like kind, soft? They're or soft. I don't. They kind of. They're like small, like blueberry size almost but they're they're kind of like a they're soft i don't really want to think too hard on it (laughs) well i scooped them all out (laughs) 
and I just drank the drink, the tea. Oh, <laughs> I, well, it was either that or try to find a really skinny straw because they cut, they give you a thick yeah. straw so you could suck up the the bubbles, the boba, whatever. Um, yeah. these little tapioca balls. <laughs> <laughs> And it was freaking me out, and I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> You're so funny. I needed a smaller straw, or I just scooped them out. In this case, I, I scooped them out and then drank the drink. You're, like, chucking them out the window? <laughs> <laughs> no, at this point, we got back to uh, my friend's house, and I was like, you got something I can take these damn balls out. <laughs> I want to drink this so bad, but I can't with these, these balls. <laughs> the balls are in my drink. They got to go. <laughs> Oh my god. I keep getting all these balls in my mouth. I can't. I can't drink my boba tea. <laughs> these soft balls. I can't. Some people like that kind of stuff. Okay, well, does not. I didn't want the balls in my mouth. So. <laughs> I couldn't get past it. So <laughs> That's so funny. So I got like this strainer spoon thing and I literally sat there for like a good 10 minutes scooping the balls out. <laughs> 10 minutes to do that? No, it, not 10 minutes. I'm being exaggerating. You're doing it one by one? I'm exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, yes, because there was one or two in there and I was having a hard time catching the fucker. <laughs> that was time consuming. Why didn't you record this? My hands were busy, okay? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is all going to so many different places. <laughs> Anyways. You had your hand, really you had too good. many balls in your hands. <laughs> too many balls. I had too many balls in my hands. Um, I, <laughs> it was really good. I just know now um, not to get the Bubbly. bubbles. Right. Um, I, that, I had the milk one. I forget which one it was. But they have fruit ones, and I kind of want to try a fruit one. And I'm wondering if the balls in the fruit are fruity or if they're all the same, just different colors. So I've got to look into this because I don't know. Um, if you guys know, by all means, shoot me a message and teach me the ways of bubble tea because I, I'm learning. Um, we when don't we have that out here by me. Yeah, huh? we, don't, we don't have it out here either. When no, we but it was in Delaware. Yeah, we went to Delaware the one time because with my niece Adriana and she kept saying she wanted this. She wanted the bubble tea or whatever, or boba, whatever. So I finally found this spot in the middle of the mall, this like little, you know what it is. Like, yeah. That was sung. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, we found it. Finally. It was so crowded. Yeah. And yeah. we were sitting in the, we were standing in the back of the spot. I thought we were in line the whole time and it was like not moving. And I was like, and then I felt like we were probably standing there for like a good 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, Oh my God, this line is taking forever. And they're like, this isn't the line. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this isn't the line. And then I looked at Adriana and I, and we finally went to the front and we saw where the line was. And it was like, so fucking long. I said, we're not getting, we're not waiting. I'm sorry. So we got cold stone ice cream. instead. <laughs> she was like, it's okay. Uncle Steven. I was like, I don't even think it's going to be that great anyway, but it was kind of like a, I don't remember. There was a specific way that I could describe it and it was really similar to that, but I don't remember exactly what it was. It's been a couple of days. So I don't know. It was really good. And then the next day, oh, I went bridesmaid shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that crazy (laughs) when you just completely forget? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I went, my, my, one of my um, best friends is getting married and I'm her maid of honor. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went, a bunch of us girl, like the bridal party, we all went bridesmaid shopping yesterday. She already found her dress. It's beautiful. She looks fantastic. So I'm really excited. But um, I was so overwhelmed because I'm not that girly. And this is like the second time in my life I've ever been in David's bridal. The first time was when she went dress shopping. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so they're talking and everybody's talking to me and the girl's trying to tell me, you know, what racks are for what and all I'm just like, my head is like spinning, you know, (laughs) so you were overwhelmed. I was slightly overwhelmed, but thankfully, um, the bride and our friend uh, who plays basically 27 dresses and has been in like a billion weddings um, knew exactly what was going on. So they filled me in because I was just like, this is crazy. I'm not the biggest, like I don't wear a lot of dresses. I only recently kind of started wearing dresses and I'm very particular about them, but I actually had a lot of fun. We had a blast trying on those dresses. Um, Some of them were like, uh, no. And some of them were like, well, this is pretty. If only you were like, I say no to all these dresses. (laughs) Some of them were gorgeous. Um, And then some of them, like, like one of them was like the color of poop. I swear, like the weird poop, like the orangey poop. Like you had too many carrots poop. I don't know. Well, you would know what that's like. You love carrots. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I use that example. (laughs) I feel like it's so funny. I just just don't even know. Like, like, I don't even know. It was just weird. <laughs> this other one I tried on was really pretty. Um, it was like this green color. Like I, everybody loved it but me. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Oh, but it makes your so my eyes are uh, like a green blue, depending yeah. on the lighting and what I'm wearing and my mood." But I guess they were green that day. And so when I put the dress on, it made them really pop. stand out. Yeah, yeah, they stood out like big time. So everybody was like, "Ooh and an ong," and I'm like, "I hate this dress. Oh, <laughs> I hate this color." <laughs> So what are you going to do? Oh, no, we, I got a dress. I mean, the color scheme is not like that color anyways. It's not like I would have gotten it for the wedding, but they were just like, they loved the dress itself on me. And I'm like, no, um, but no, I got a dress. I got a dress. If we're good, I'm going to have to get it. <laughs> so all you part, said yes yeah. to the dress. <laughs> I said yes to the dress. I did. I'm oh excited for it to come in. It'll be pretty. I'm happy that you found one. I'm excited. Being out and doing all of that stuff was it was just really fun. So much fun. <laughs> um, I know for me, when I'm asked to be in a wedding, I'm like, okay, sounds awesome. And then when I end up having to spend all the money for everything or have to go to all the like prior events that lead up to the wedding, I would have rather have just been a guest. <laughs> but by the time you're there, it's like, well, you had a good time, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add? Not really. Just that I'm going to try to wear prettier clothes from now on. Maybe hey, not. We've been in a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic and you've been home. We've been home for the past two years. Like- I know. So it's not that it's like, all right. So Sunday when we went out, I actually got a little dressed up because I don't ever really do. I don't go anywhere. Right. So I wore like a summer dress. It was pretty. It's really pretty bright blue. And I actually put on makeup. <laughs> Um, I just made me feel good because I got dressed up a little bit, even though I wasn't like dressed up, dressed up. I was just presentable. I wasn't bumming it in, you know, my yoga pants and my hoodies. <laughs> no, I understand what Oversized you're saying. T-shirts. <laughs> I had my niece's birthday and then I had my nephew's party. And even though they were just, you know, 
parties for teenagers, I still wanted to look nice. And yeah. I put on like a nice button down shirt and some nice shorts and my like Sperry's. And I did. I felt really good about myself. And um, then I saw some pictures of myself <laughs> and I wanted to like, yeah. my sister's like, you're not Steven. You look fine. I was like, a, I don't know. I have a picture of two of us in the bridesmaids dresses and my friend in her wedding dress. And I'm, everybody looks great. And then I'm like, I need to figure out how to stand. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a way, a way that I can tilt my head and like do something with my arms. So I don't look like this. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just feel like my arms don't sit. Normally. <laughs> I just, now you're being too critical. Uh, of yourself. I, think, I need I to think figure out know, how to pose. Cause I don't I know how to pose. I think you know how to stand. <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out how to pose because apparently I'm doing it wrong. So <laughs> that's where I was getting with that. <laughs> Not stand. I can stand up just fine. I just can't pose for ca- for cameras anymore. Um, but no, other than that, that's that's all I got. How was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So <laughs> I recently got into two new shows. One is called Only Murders in the Building, which is on Hulu. And it has um, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And it's been out for like a year or so, I think. And I kept hearing like how great it was. And I went to put something on and then it just started playing. And I just sat there and I watched the whole first season on like a Saturday. Because I think it was like really miserable one Saturday. So I just like sat in bed all day and watched it. And um, but now they do this whole thing where it's like, they put that episode out weekly. I'm like, it's so stupid. I just want to binge the whole thing. Yeah, that's, but, that's, a, that's a new trend. They're bringing back the weekly airing episodes instead of releasing a whole season at once. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. It's like we're reverting backwards in time. We used to have to do that with only cable. Now that we're streaming, we should be able to stream everything. Yeah. Like, that's what streaming service is for, to binge. So, and it's not and, and here's my argument with this, too. Because... Other places are doing that. So I think, was it Paramount Plus or it was HBO? One of those. I think it was Paramount that was doing the Halo, that does the Halo show. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed I enjoyed it. But here's the problem. I forget. Yeah. I forget that it exists with all the other chaos in my life. So you have really high ratings for the first, maybe second episode. And then, uh, you know, it probably starts to drop a little bit with people who, you know, have lives and start binging other things and then forget all about that show that they started and then, you know, had to wait for the next episode. I almost actually I I did it with um, the Obi-Wan on Disney Plus show. I think I'm two episodes behind now that I'm thinking about it. And I think this season ended already. So I haven't had time to go back because I have to watch it once a week when I could have just binged it in a day. Yeah, I ended up watching the next episode over the weekend, but I think they are on Tuesdays, which would be tonight. But I'm going to just wait and wait for them to all build up. Because it's a really good show. Yeah, honestly, that's probably what I should have done instead of, you know, oh, release day, let me watch it. And then you're like, fuck, I have to wait. It really is like, like you said, we're reverting back to old We're reverting back to when we didn't have streaming services and everything was cable. Let's not do that again, guys. Come on. (laughs) Streaming is perfectly amazing and acceptable. Um, There's another show that I got into. So... You know my favorite YouTuber, Mr. Ballin, who I'm constantly talking to you about. I'm constantly freaking himself out over. Yes, I'm well aware. Yes. He was talking about this 
case in England in the 80s. And he said it was a series on HBO. So I was scrolling through HBO trying to find it the other night on Saturday night. And I ended up putting it on. And it's like a six episode series based on this murder that happened in 1985 called The Murders at the White House Farm. And it took so much for me to not Google and find out who actually killed the family. But I had like a suspicion. But after I watched it, I was so into it. But after I watched it, I was like, I feel like there's something missing. Like, I feel like it's not like they're they're leaving something out or like it was it just felt like there was something that they totally missed in this whole case. And now I'm like looking in or or they're hiding it for some reason. (gasps) Conspiracy. Yeah. I was like, I don't think if you watch it, you'll know who did it. But I was like, I don't think the person who did it did it by themselves. I think they had help or something. Yeah. And they're like protecting each other. It's weird. But I got into that. But we also ended up going to the bookstore on Sunday. And I found a couple of things. Um, Nothing like super important. I found some more Dawson's Creek DVDs that were clearance for like a dollar. (laughs) I was like, uh, all right, I'm going to grab these. So I bought those and I was looking through all their CDs and I found the season one CD, but it wasn't marked in the clearance. It was, they were like selling it for like $10, Jamie. I was like, uh, I don't need it that bad. It's used. I was like, I can go to the Goodwill and find it for like a dollar. But um, I was a little disappointed. I thought I'd find some more stuff and I didn't really find anything. But I'm really getting excited to go away in a couple of weeks. And there's a, there's, a, there's a bookstore down there. So I can't wait to go check that one out and just go sit on the beach and have a margarita and just get some sun and, you know, just be away and not have to work and worry about all this stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, I just, I live for my weekends. <laughs> I'm like, uh, today's Tuesday. We're recording on a Tuesday and not our usual Wednesday. So whenever it's Wednesday, I go, oh, or I'm almost at the weekend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> we use the weekend. We use our recording day as like a marker. I know. I we're know. halfway through. <laughs> I know. More than halfway through by the time we're recording. I know. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend, though, because I don't really have anything planned. I just want to chill out and just do what I want to do you know so we'll see yeah. just live in life as it comes Jamie just live in life as it live comes live in la vida loca <laughs> <laughs> I right, have well, that CD somewhere <laughs> I, I think I have it too <laughs> <laughs> well that makes sense <laughs> I remember singing to it when my, when my mom had it and I inherited a lot of her stuff because I just took mm-hmm. it <laughs> And I think I um I think I have it in this bin of all of her stuff. But I remember when she used to play it, I would sit and um I would dance to it in the dining yeah, room. Yeah, it's catchy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I like this song. And it's catchy. On that note, I think we should um get into this episode because I think so too. Are you ready, Jamie? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. What are you drinking for our one year anniversary? A big bottle of water. <laughs> Well, I'm on brand, as the kids say, and I still have a Red Bull, but um, I don't have any alcoholic drink, so it's all right. I just don't really drink alcohol, to be honest. You were drinking alcohol when we were doing this. When we first started, I know, but then all those drinks were kept giving me headaches, which is why I stopped. It's the sugar. I just need to find something without a sugar, but I I figured sitting here drinking beer is not really that classy. (laughs) 
Wine is pretty sugary and it tends to give me a headache. Wait, you're worried about being classy while we're recording this podcast? Well, I'd be belching probably, you know, because of the carbonation from the beer. I burp all the time! (laughs) (laughs) Just just tell me when and I'll cut it out. (laughs) Drink a beer, Jamie. (laughs) I don't even know if we have beer. We probably do. Probably in the garage now. I'm going to go to the garage and steal a couple from the fridge. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Okay. So um, this week for our one year anniversary, (laughs) we are recapping season three, episode 13, Northern Lights, aired January 26, 2000, directed by Jay Tobias and written by Gina Fattore. Can I just say how much I really like the name Tobias? Tobias. I don't I know really don't name. know why, but I like it. <laughs> Tobias. I think it sounds like biblical or something like that. Like Tobias is gonna come and murder me in my sleep. And he has long hair, long blonde hair to his chin. <laughs> Tobias is the name of a character in um I think it was the Divergent series, actually. It was Four's name before. Oh, I thought you were going to say Arrested Development. I know it was in that. <laughs> I have no idea. No. Uh, well, I think of books, so mine would be... <laughs> we both had a reference point. <laughs> I bet Divergent, yeah, because Four's name, I believe, was Tobias before he... Okay. Don't have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> you never even seen the movies? There's movies. No. I've, ne- I've heard of them. I have no interest in watching them. Well, that is just a shame. All right, so we open at the Sisters Potter B&B. Because remember when Pacey was like, the Sisters Potter? The Sisters Potter it is. I like that, actually. So, And Pacey is telling Joey that tomorrow night will be her night. They'll do whatever she wants. Joey says something wild, insane, and crazy. And Pacey tells her that he'll come home from work early and they'll wallpaper each other. So then Joey looks at the book in her hand and she says she's done. They're I didn't really running. understand that reference, though. Did you? We'll wallpaper each other. What does that even mean? No, you're just going to wrap me up in paper? I didn't understand what it meant either, exactly. but they were running lines. Did you notice that? Um, <laughs> I still don't understand what that means, though. Yeah, it took me a minute, Jamie, to realize that she was running, running lines. lines. Yeah, I did not think that they... <laughs> that she looks, I thought she was looking at mail. Like, she picked up mail, but then I rewound it, and she had the play in her hand. And she was like, no, you're not getting this down. I thought he said toilet paper each other at first. And then I heard him say wallpaper each other. So I had um, my subtitles were turned on. Um, so I went and turned it off. But I was like, wallpapering? Anybody a lit major? You want to help us out here? Because <laughs> I don't know. Unless he was making it up. I mean, that's totally possible. Somebody just completely made up a phrase, but I feel like it's weird. It was a weird asked, but I don't know. Weird line, yeah. Remember when Rob Rob was saying something to her about his salad days in high school? And I was like, What does that mean? Your salad days. I yeah. didn't understand that. So yeah, it's just one of those weird references that just go over my head. Our heads. They're going over all our heads. <laughs> if anybody but also, knows- Please let us know. This is like a 25, 26 year old show that is using references from prior to that. So I have no idea. But anyway, so yeah, Joey looks down at the play and she tells him that she's done. We see that Pacey is running his lines and he has no clue what his lines are. Joey says, sorry, Master Thespian, but the whole next page consists of cooing, tickling, elapsiting. Three things definitely not in my range as an actress. 
So he tells her that she's going to be sorry tomorrow night when he gets up on that stage and draws a blank and starts ad-libbing obscenities to the crowd. So then Joey tells them that she thought she'd go see him on Saturday. And you can tell that she's like, oh, how am I going to tell him that I'm not going to see him until Saturday? Yeah. And she's holding off and holding off. But he's totally taken off guard by this. And he says, no, you got you have to come Friday. It's opening night. And he tries to get her to change her mind like multiple times, but she tells him she can't because she kind of has this thing she needs to do on Friday night. And he says, what thing? And she says, it's just a thing with this guy. And his whole demeanor changes now. And he says, what guy? <laughs> she says, AJ. <laughs> she rolls her eyes. So now Pacey's completely offended now because he's being like blown off by her for this guy and he's hurt. And I feel yeah, I mean, from. I feel bad for him too. Uh, but I, I understand totally too. It's not like it's a normal date. It's a specific date and she's interested in this guy. But I mean, the bros before hoes <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's right. I <laughs> know, <laughs> but it's just weird to say. I mean, yeah, but for masculine, is there a feminine take on this? I don't know. <laughs> so they're friends. Chicks before dick. No, that doesn't work either. No. <laughs> Friends before friend. I don't know. Friends before no. Fan, uh, fan before bam. I don't know. <laughs> boom boom. We'll boom. we'll <laughs> workshop this and come back to it later. <laughs> we'll table top it. <laughs> we'll table it. We'll circle back to this. <laughs> Probably, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll totally forget in the next ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Joey tells them that AJ is coming to the Kate for a party and he invited her to go with him. Pacey's like, you're going to a frat party? <laughs> and she tells him that he's not that kind of college guy. Have you ever heard of the Aurora Borealis? And he goes, yeah, the Northern Lights. And he says, I may not be Ivy League material, but if you give me a roadmap and a remote, I can probably find my way to the Discovery Channel and back. He's such a smart ass. I love it. <laughs> So Joey goes on a tangent and she says how you can only see the Northern Lights 10 times out of the year and blah, 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 all this stuff. And they might not be able to see them in their area. So Pacey tells her that this guy is trying to separate her from the Potter Pantalones. 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 Yeah, I looked that up too. I don't even know what that meant. It means pants in Spanish. (laughs) From the Potter Pants. Yeah, he's trying to get joey out of her pants oh <laughs> that makes <laughs> jamie's alternate languages success <laughs> that was just like when you said when jen had low iron <laughs> i was like she needs green beans <laughs> you were like what she meant <laughs> you're like no she has her period oh my god <laughs> So she tells him to read a newspaper once in a while. You cannot fake geomagnetic activity. And he's like, you can fake anything, especially if you're some Ivy League egghead. And it's all part of some grand astronomical makeout scam. And he says he's talking as the voice of reason here. Okay. And he says the chances of the Northern Lights appearing in the skies in Cape Side are about as good as his chances of acquitting himself with distinction on that stage tomorrow. And she says, call me crazy, but I'll take those odds any day. And then we get the opening credits. Didn't end on like a, you know what I mean? Or like, a, it was, it just sort of like ended flat for me, the opening. They were having this back and forth, this back and forth, which was cute. And you could see the buildup in him, but it just, it was almost like they ran out of time and we're like, we got to get to the show, you know? But 
it was i like the opening i didn't hate it i just thought it just ended so flat for me call me crazy but i'll take those thoughts any day <laughs> i do like the build-up that he gets though because he just starts to get kind of frantic and he continues that i think through after the like in school a little oh. bit and he's continuously trying to convince her just don't go no the scene where she's about to go on the date he's like oh right before breakdown yeah yeah <laughs> He's basically, like, practically tying her to the fucking house to get her not to go. He palms Bessie in her face, remember? <laughs> That's right. I'm having a mental moment. Sorry. So now we're at Capeside High with Joey and Dawson, and they're walking outside together. He asks her what she thinks, and she tells him that he thinks that he'll be pretty bored in study hall. So he says he'll be studying human behavior until he figures out his next big move. So we see Nikki walk up out of the blue and she says, you dropped film class. Are you insane? So then Joey, like, she's like, that's my cue. Gotta go. (laughs) And Nikki asks Dawson if this has anything to do with the film festival. Does this have anything to do with the film festival, Dawson? He says, no, he just needs to walk away for a little while and recharge his batteries. So she's upset with him because he didn't give her a heads up. Apparently they're partners in their film class and they're supposed to pitch a feature film idea in front of the class in three days. He tells her that he's sure Mr. Jordan, who she's secretly fucking because <laughs> all the teachers in the game side fuck their students, uh, would find her another partner and give her an extension. And she says, I don't want another partner. I want you. And he says, who are you kidding? You probably already have the entire assignment done already. She says, yeah but I wanted to ask you for your ideas. He tells her that when she did, she would realize that he didn't have any. She's like, you're the most creative person in the class. (laughs) And he tells her that as of 8.15, he's now the most creative person not in the class. And I was like, there you go, Dawson. Give yourself the credit that you actually deserve. I actually thought that was hilarious that he did that. (laughs) I thought it was pretty funny too. But so when this scene's happening, and I know you've mentioned like, how her like talking sounds different to you and i'm like actively paying attention to her and i feel like she just sounds normal to me so i don't know (laughs) you don't think she it doesn't bother me her whatever whatever it is whatever it is that you're that's bothering you is not bothering me so (laughs) i hear a distinct like it's not an accent it's just how she says her words she's just very like i have to talk like this a lot like this is how i get my words out that's what she sounds like to me you sounded like a robot yeah she's i don't know and then dawson mumbles through the whole fucking episode yeah he's a mumbler you know i've established that (laughs) as much credit as i just gave him for that little line of dialogue that he gave himself i also find his storyline right now to be so boring and so dumb i think it it's ridiculous to make this person who was obsessed with film and filmmaking and that's his whole like persona to suddenly want to change that because he doesn't know who he is now for what for what reason because he had a conversation with with some girl who's also a filmmaker who doesn't look at that as like her life's ambition because she has other hobbies outside of that I think it's so ridiculous because now he's like, it's almost like he's like on this pedestal now where he's like, I'm going to have to figure out what I got to do now because film, film isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life and film blah. You know what I mean? It's so melodramatic. It's so dumb. I feel like they're, they're just really um, lobbying on Dawson questioning his commitment to his passions. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what it is. This is supposed to be some kind of altering thing that I guess, you know, teenagers go through as they're trying to figure out who they're going to be. Um, Cause they, they change their mind. They change it again. Heck I'm, you know, in my early thirties and I have so many different interests. I still don't know what it is that I want to like put more focus into, you know, no, that's, that's, fine that's this is, this is how I was taking it with him though. Like he, you know what I mean? He's questioning his passion. He's not happy in it anymore. So now he's like, is this what I want to do? Do I want to take a step back? You know, I don't hey, know. Jamie, why is why he not, ha- why is he not happy in it? Because he overanalyzes everything. Because he, he had says. one failure. That's it. Failure. Failure. <laughs> had one failure. <laughs> now you're making fun of how I talk. Because <laughs> you did it last week with Gail. 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 Failure. I'm going to take a picture of us real quick. <laughs> I think it's just ridiculous that they're making him just all of a sudden just question everything when we as the audience who have been watching him for three seasons now know him as the show's filmmaker this is his life's passion this is what he wants to do for the rest of his life because it's almost like nikki sort of like is intimidating him or putting things in his head that he just doesn't what's the word it's almost like she's like uh influencing him in a weird way when he's not someone who's easily influenced they're just their whole dynamic is weird because i can't decide if it's like an outside influence and he's just that chameleon type person or if it's i don't think he is at all i don't know i don't understand i just think it's a dumb storyline for him i feel like they were like what can we do with dawson this season after the whole joey and whatever and now they're like let's make him question his life's work and what he loves the most about filmmaking <laughs> i don't know and bringing this girl with a terrible dialect <laughs> just to you she does not bother me does she bother any of you when she speaks i don't know i, I know i want to know if anybody that. else hears it and does anybody else hear me say failure and gal <laughs> well when you pronounce it like that no okay gal uh, wasn't in this episode <laughs> no no she was not anyway where was i now we're behind the scenes at the play and pacey's co-star is getting worried that he doesn't he's not going to remember his lines and he tells her that he just has a bit of recall delay that's all so andy comes out in a fluster saying their play is falling apart at the seams and she tells pacey to take it from the top and he says sure thing what's the top and andy says your entrance (laughs) so then jack shows up and tells Andy that she needs to come with him and she's already freaking out. We cut to Mr. Broderick in the nurse's station and he's laying down in a cot with like a washcloth over his head and a big thermometer. Baby, this man, <laughs> he's a big baby. Oh, my wife is coming to get me. <laughs> I know. He's got kidney stones. <laughs> what? Your wife is coming to get you? Who grade are you in? I know. You're right. He could have driven himself. So weird. Have you ever had a kidney stone? No. I haven't either. And I've always, I'm like terrified that I'm going to get one. Nope. I have not. I hope that I never do. So Broderick tells her that she's going to have to take his place. And she says she already has a lot to do with the tickets and the after party. And Jack says that he'll help her. He'll handle it. And Broderick tells Andy that she can handle it. He has faith in her. He says, who am I kidding? It's been your show all along. This is your night. He gives her his director's binder and he says, and when the house lights fall over that magic place we call the theater, all I ask is that you give pause for a fleeting moment 
and think of me. <laughs> and Jack's left. Show must go on. <laughs> He's so dramatic. Um, and Andy just looks at him and she's like, uh, okay, I guess I'm directing a play tonight. <laughs> Who's she kidding though? She she knew what she was doing. Yeah, she knows what she's she acted so surprised. She was having she her running the whole thing. Yeah, she was having her normal breakdown, but she knew that she could do this better than he could. So now we cut to Jen, who's yelling down to Henry from the top part of the stairs, and he's ignoring her. He runs off and she chases after him. She's calling him Parker, which I thought was funny because that's what everybody calls Justin. They call him by Parker. their last name. Yeah. I thought his name was Parker when I first met him. I was like, <laughs> you're like making out. And I was like, so your name's Parker? <laughs> and he was like, well, it's Justin. And I was like, oh, why do they call you Parker? And he's like, it's my last name. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So she turns the corner. She sees him. He literally looks at her and then she he runs out the opposite door and she leaves and she catches him at that door that he leaves. And she's like, why are you avoiding me? And he says, I want to know why you're canceling their, our dinner plans. And she says, how do you know I'm canceling? And he says, ever since I asked you on this, dare I call it a date, you won't even make eye contact with me in the hallway. And I have no idea what the fucking deal is with these two i'm They're annoying so, aren't they? yeah i'm like what are what are the writers doing like are they together are they not together what when he was running away from her i'm like what's he mad about now yeah <laughs> but really he was running away because he didn't want her to to cancel oh, their yeah. date that's the only reason why he was running away. I'm like, why is he running away? And Jen's chasing after him. I thought it was kind of funny, honestly. But... He literally looked at her at one point and kept running. Yeah, yeah. He turned the corner. I was like, nope, I'm out. Like, She's wow. like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go this way. And she beat him to the door. It was really funny. But um, no. I don't know what they're doing. They're very confusing. And then him with his, you know, giant... <laughs> actions of let me just climb up in the you know the, the rafters the ra- that's the word the rafters on these wooden beams up in a in a hall or wherever the hell they are yeah where were they anyway i don't know if it was I like they were a, in a restaurant yeah something like that and how do you get up there I, I don't know but he couldn't get down could somebody get yeah. a ladder is what he said and i'm like we're getting, really we're getting how did so you get ahead up? of ourselves but yeah <laughs> if you got up there you can get yourself down that's probably what i would say you know what I thought he was doing? You know how in the play they show Pacey standing above that? Yes. Window? Honestly, he was... though, he watched the play, so I really wouldn't be surprised if he was emanating that character and he was kind of taking a piece out of the book. I mean, like, here's my grand gesture, just like him, only he was drunk on the roof, you know? Well, I thought he was attached to something. So he, like... was. he was. You're talking about Pacey? Pacey, yeah. But yeah, no, like I thought... Harness. I thought Henry was too. That's what I thought, but he wasn't. He was. I'm sure he did. She says he's being paranoid and that she's not canceling anything. And he says, you're not. And she says, no, just postponing. So then he runs off and she tells him that it's Pacey's opening night and she wants to be there to support him. And he says, so that's all this is about the play. And she says, yeah. And then he says, so then I'll go with you. And she looks at him like, it's not exactly what I was expecting. I don't know if I want this to happen. But right. she doesn't say any of this to him. This is Jen's driving me crazy with her reactions towards Henry because she's like at war with herself. They're she's having curious. all these heart the hearts too about like her past and yeah. like she had this moment with him at 
the Cape Fest thing. And she's talking about like all the people she's been with and like, he's totally okay with it. I don't understand what her blockage is with this kid. He's very cute. He's a little immature, but don't go, don't go all in with the kid. If you're just going to keep doing this shit to him, like he really is hurting his feelings. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think, I don't know if it's to do with the age or if she's That's scared it. because of her feelings, you know what I mean? So she's trying to be on guard and it just happens to be keeping him at arm's length. We don't really know. Um, but whatever it is, something's got to give because this is like the third episode where these two are just having this miscommunication and obnoxiousness that I'm just like, I'm, I'm about over it now. So no. There's nothing interesting about them anymore. There was a lot about them in the beginning that I liked because it was like he was like vying for her attention all the time. Yeah. And she was giving him like bits and pieces of it. Now she's kind of like chasing him almost a little bit. Well, she was, but now she's again giving him the cold shoulder a little bit. Yeah, exactly. She's being being very confusing. She's wishy-washy right now. Yeah. She's being so fickle. <laughs> That's the word I needed. <laughs> um, so then he actually says to her, if that's all right with you. And she says, yeah, that's fine. And but they still cut to her face like, oh, great. I guess he's going to the play with me. Yeah, she um, seemed a little bit um, in shock. Yeah. Like that just happened. But honestly, how did she not expect that to happen? Well, when he when he said to her, well, why don't I just. I'll just go with you. I thought she was going to say, well, why don't we just go to the play and then go to dinner? Right. That's you know? what I mean. How is she, she looks so shocked that that happened, but how did she not expect that to happen? I would have expected him to, to tag, want to tag along or, you know, yeah. whatever. I just, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know where her head is. Me either. I feel like she doesn't know where her head is. I feel like the writers are screwing her character up again. <laughs> like, Everybody's very confused. <laughs> yeah. Very. Mm. Oh my god, I would love to be in that writer's room to see what the fuck they were talking about during this season. Like, for real. a fly on that wall. And I wonder if Kevin Williamson went back and watched them when it was airing and said, wow, they ruined my show. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Like, what are they doing? They ruined my characters. Um, So now we cut to Joey, and we see her saying to Bessie, don't even think about coming near me with that medieval torture device. And she's trying to curl her eyelash. Yeah, it's just an eyelash curler. <laughs> I remember playing with that all the time when I was little, my mom's eyelash curler. And I never knew what it was. And then I remember seeing her do it. And I used to be like, oh, my God, does that hurt? <laughs> she was like, no. <laughs> I'm convinced that they don't work. So either I'm doing it wrong or my lashes are just like meh. Well, everybody <laughs> wears fake eyelashes now. That's like the thing now. It's weird. Yeah. And then, they, then they look like fucking spiders on your eyes. It's so weird. It depends on the eyelashes. I have a couple. Yeah. I mean, some people look like good in them, but other people look like just ridiculous. I don't get it. Is it Snuffleupagus from the Sesame Street? <laughs> <laughs> the elephant with the lashes? That's exactly what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing it. Yeah, that's exactly what I think of. It's Snuffleupagus, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's the right one. <laughs> oh my god, Snuffy, Big Bird's best friend. Yeah. Wasn't, he his, wasn't he Big Bird's imaginary friend? I don't know all that. I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I just, remember. I'm pretty sure I had, I had Big Bird and Snuffleupagus, like the puffy stuffed animals. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had those at one point in my life because they were my favorite. My but grandma. 
And my mom used to always tell me <laughs> that I was obsessed with the one Muppet from Sesame Street named Betty Lou. And they were like, because I think my grandma had, they were like pattern dolls. Like they looked like pattern, but they were stuffed. You know what I mean? They weren't like dolls. It was like a pattern and then they were stuffed. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it was cut out in the shape of like the mup the Muppet, but it was just a stuffed, it was almost like a pillow kind of thing. Okay. So I remember my grandma had those and and I think she got the Betty Lou one just for me. And they used to say whenever Sesame Street would come on, I would start calling for Betty Lou. And they were like, out of all the Muppets, you're obsessed with the little girl Muppet, Betty Lou. <laughs> she had blonde hair and she always wore a blue dress. I'm trying to remember the Muppet. Prairie Dawn and Betty Lou. <laughs> yeah, they used to say you're obsessed with Betty Lou. Betty Lou, Betty Lou. They're cute, right? <laughs> I was I was relating to the to the Muppets that were humans. <laughs> Not the fake made up things. (laughs) The little girls. Uh, Very on brand for me once again. (laughs) (laughs) I liked I liked all of the uh the little ones that were yep, 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 yep. Oh yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I would just walk around going yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Do you remember I do that now? (laughs) Did you ever see the Muppets take Manhattan? No. Oh, you have to see that. At the end, when Kermit and Miss Piggy get married, they have all the Muppets, even from Sesame Street, at the um at the church. And they're all, like, swaying in the in the pews. Oh, it's so cute. I love that movie. I used to watch it all the time. I'm a frog here. <laughs> I watched it last week. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. It still transcends with me. I know. I think I have it on DVD somewhere. So yeah, uh, Bessie's trying to curl Joey's eyebrows and she's like, get the fuck away from me, Bessie. I I know I'm finally becoming a little bit feminine, but that doesn't mean I need to curl my eyebrows. Eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, really? You curl those too? <laughs> They're really tiny. I don't think so. <laughs> um, they hear a knock on the door and Joey gets nervous and Bessie says, just let Bodie get it. So we know Bodie's still at the house. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And um, she says, finish telling me how I'm not supposed to worry about you going out with an older guy. And Joey says, he's not that old. He's 19. So then Bessie goes to answer Joey's brand new bedroom door in her brand new bedroom, which actually has four walls, a door. And I think she has her own bathroom. Yeah. Which Did is she? awesome. Finally. I don't think she had her own bathroom. I don't know. But she had her own. She has her own room with four walls, and I'm happy for her. And a bet, yeah. Um, and it's Pacey. Pacey shows up. He tells Joey that he tanked, and she says, "Calm down. You're just nervous." And she tells him that he knows the play because they went through it the other night, and he's just psyching himself out. And he says he knows the play with her, but with other human beings, no. So she tells him that she knows she sucks for not being there and she's sorry. She goes, look, PC, I know I suck for not being there tonight and I'm sorry. And he says, yeah, you do suck, but you can get back in my good graces by coming to the after party because because you're going to need a shoulder to cry on when the whole Northern Lights thing doesn't work out. So then Joey laughs, laughs and she says she'll try, but don't count on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. She goes, I'll try, but. Don't count on it, Pacey. <laughs> she even kind of laughs at him. He's literally having a nervous breakdown. He is. He's like pacing and going a mile a minute. Yeah. Like he just did a speedball or something. <laughs> <laughs> I really love that 
when he is stressed out like this, the first person he goes to is Joey. Yeah. Even yeah. though they've been running lines and stuff together and doing this, like they're that close of friends now. And I love it. Yeah. She really is closer to him now than she was to Dawson. And yep. it's all Dawson's fault. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> look after her, Pacey. I got to go look after Eve and get a blow job on my dad's boat. <laughs> and then said boat. <laughs> I'll be back. Then crashed the said boat and then had to have party with naked strippers I know. to raise money to fix For the, the boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got in trouble. You gotta do what you gotta do in Cape Side. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's off the table in Cape no. Side. <laughs> no. They're all standing on the wicker tables instead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sturdy as fuck. <laughs> it's still not breaking. If they can withhold Mitch and Gal fucking on top of that thing. A couple of strippers who weigh like 80 pounds can do a little dance on there. Do a jig, do a jig. Do a little, do a little hip thrusting, booty shaking, uh, <laughs> boob twirling. It's just a jump. Pussy padding. All right, that's enough out of you. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, so we see that Pacey's getting overly jealous and Joey isn't picking up on any of it. And Bessie comes in and she tells Joey that he's here. And this is where Pacey palms Bessie's entire face and pushes her out the room. And he says, so okay, funny. I laugh. thank you. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so <laughs> fast, too. It was. He was just like, uh, nope. It's like what you do with Jack in the box when you don't want it to come out. And it's like, it's trying to come out. And you're like, no, get out of here. That's, that's true. <laughs> it was such a weird reaction. <laughs> like, it was an her- instant re- He's like, I swear, he must have taken a speedball because everything, like he's registering things that are happening and his reaction time is like astronomical. He's going a mile a minute. He's pacing. Somebody was walking in the room and he said, nope, get out. You know, like instantly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking right now palm to face and i love that bessie doesn't even like swat his hand away she just is no. like okay she closed the door on them obviously she's not afraid of those two being in a closed bedroom together granted i didn't think bessie would ever really care at this point um, uh no she doesn't really seem like the sister that you know gets crazy like that but she's just let me close this door behind you too you guys are having a conversation it's just funny yeah there I was no it. like there was no reaction from Bessie. She just leaves the room. Yeah. No complaint, no reaction. Just she stepped in, got a palm to the face, and pushed right back out. Joey and didn't even entire react. hand like covered her whole face. I know. If somebody did that to me, I'd be so mad. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, it would depend on who it was. No. I might have ended up licking up licking the hand. Like, oh, you're gonna stick your hand in my face. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> let me lick it. Let me let me lick your hand so that you're freaked out and you'll never do it again. Let's you know? not go there, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so Pacey tells Joey that it's not too late to bail. And he says, This guy's an operator. He can tell the first thing he's gonna do is make some lame comment about how incredible you look tonight. And he goes, How incredible you look tonight. Yeah, man. He was like And he catches himself though. Yeah, well, goes, how did how did Joey not catch the obvious oogle for a second? And she even goes like, huh? Yeah, yeah. And she goes, Pacey. <laughs> and he's trying everything. And they leave her room and we see AJ standing in the doorway. And I wrote, I'm sure that he could hear every single thing that he's saying because <laughs> they were I, not that far away. 
know, but he plays it off real well. Yeah, like he doesn't even give the the clue that he even sees Pacey. It's so weird. Yeah, that you're right. Like Pacey's watching like a creeper from the kitchen. Yeah. And they're literally right in front of the door, like five feet away. <laughs> he doesn't even notice her. All eyes are on Joey. So Joey tells Pacey, stay. And she walks over to AJ. They say hi. Joey's being all cutesy. She's like, hey. She's all shy and yeah. She looks cute though. She does. Pacey's just watching everything and he's getting flared nostrils. (laughs) And AJ helps Joey with her coat and then they leave and Joey and Pacey make eye contact right before she leaves. If you like look at her facial expression, I feel like she's almost like confused at his reaction, but almost rolling her eyes like, okay, whatever, you're being weird, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think she's being weird. I feel like in that moment, she heard him. She heard what he was saying. But she's excited to go on this date with AJ. She was listening to him. I definitely think that she was listening to him the entire time he was rambling. But she was compartmentalizing the situation. Yeah, I think she really did want to stay. But at the same time, she really wanted to go on this date. Which, you know, she's allowed to. And I've I've got some thoughts. Watching this the second time, I'm really not sold between her connection with AJ Mm-hmm. And Tell me I, was, why. <laughs> I was confused by the kiss scene and her reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And the first thing she wanted to do was leave and go to Pacey's after party. Well, she does explain everything later. I know she explains it later, but I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see no. what she's selling. I just don't know if I'm buying it. <laughs> I don't know. I have to wait till we get to that part because I, I vaguely remember what she says to him, but. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, she does she, explain it, but I think when she kissed him, she even says she got scared because she was kissing this guy who's like a brainiac who knows a zillion things that she doesn't know. Right. And her comfort place would be with Pacey or with her friends, mostly Pacey at this moment, because that's who she's super close to now. And maybe in that moment, not necessarily she wants to be making out with Pacey, but she would rather be with him and be spending her time with him instead of AJ. Uh, that's why I got a little confused because you said out of fear, but I don't know. Is it just out of fear of something new and she's out of her comfort zone? That's what you're getting at. Or she just not want to kiss him in general. And it's I, like, I think she picked up that there really wasn't an attraction. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. You know what I mean? Like her first reaction is to, to leave, to be like, okay, this isn't going to work. But then she continues to kind of see him. So I don't, I don't because she's that. she's young and she's like, I got to figure out what I want to do until Pacey shows her. What she well, then in that case, you've explained it perfectly. And I'm glad I'm not the only one that was picking up on that. OK, <laughs> so now we're at the party with AJ and Joey and we can see that it's a pretty lame party and they're serving mead <laughs> and he doesn't let Joey taste it. She's like, what if I want to try it? And he what like a weird thing out. to serve at like a party. He said it was what they what Beowulf drank before he killed. Oh my God. Did you ever read Beowulf? Yeah. A really long time ago. And then they made us sit through that God awful movie where the CGI was just, Oh yeah. It was so bad. Wasn't it Grendel? <laughs> I don't remember. Your yeah. memory's better than me. I'd have faster luck Googling it. Cause I don't remember. It's not important. He just brings up Beowulf. And I always remember Beowulf from high school and I was I always putting it out. I don't I don't even remember if I like actually read it. I'm being straight honest. I was bored to tears. It was not my thing. It didn't 
bored. I wasn't bored by it. I was interested in it. There were parts that were sort of like over my head. Yeah. But when I heard they were coming out with a movie, I was interested in it. And I remember watching it here. And the, it was the CGI one. I think Angelina Jolie is in it or something. But I don't. I didn't remember any of it. So like it, I had no context for it. I was like, I'd have to reread the book to even follow the movie. So she says, I thought that's what college guys live for. Getting high school girls all liquored up. And AJ is acting all weird and awkward and sketchy. Joey notices people are leaving from this one specific spot where they're looking up at the sky. And AJ says there's cloud coverage, which means the lights might not appear until midnight. She goes, midnight? (laughs) She's like, I got shit to do. (laughs) Um, He asks her if she turns into a pumpkin then. And she says, no, but I might freeze. And she tries to get him to go inside to warm up. And he gets all weird again. And he asks her if she would like to go for a walk first. And she makes a face, like, kind of disappointed. And then they go for a walk. And I was like, is there something happening why he doesn't want to take her into the party or you were thinking that and i was focused on joey's reaction on one like not really wanting to go for the walk you know what i mean like because i picked up on her disappointment she was hesitant to answer whereas most people when they're excited to you know be with this guy that they've got a crush on they're like yeah i'll go take a walk let's go take a stroll you know they want that time alone and in this case it's like no i want to be want to meet your friends and he didn't want to introduce to his friends i guess yeah yeah, i thought that was yeah i feel like there was something that they took out of the episode where they just completely omitted yeah they they made this whole thing almost like a mystery like why doesn't he want her to come in why doesn't he want her to meet his friends joey looks disappointed that he wants to go do this other thing it was so confusing yeah it was definitely i don't i don't know what they're doing I don't know what they're doing with Jen. I don't know what they're doing with this couple. I just don't know what they're doing. I just don't understand. I don't. I have questions. Okay. (laughs) Many questions. So now we cut to the play and we see Jack is selling tickets and there's an extra next to him who is doing the most handing out tickets for this play. She literally like went like this at one point. She was like, she like handed to like ticket to him. I was like, that's probably what I would have been doing if I was sitting next to him. <laughs> I would have been so excited. They're letting me sit next to Kerr Smith <laughs> and hand out tickets. <laughs> I'm gonna give it all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the peppiest pet girl you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sell these tickets like I I'm I'm selling for the selling them for my what? Go my life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Dawson's standing there too, so I guess he just bought a ticket as well. And we see Andy come out, and she's freaking out because Pacey's not there yet. And she says curtain calls in twenty minutes. So then Dawson says that he'll go look for him, and Andy says, "Don't look, find, please, and tell him not to worry. I'm not going to kill him till after the show." <laughs> And we cut to Pacey shooting hoops in the gym that is definitely not Cape Side High, unless they had a total remodel. And Dawson finds him immediately. He says, I have the unfortunate ability to know how your mind works. And we see Pacey and he's in his um, he's in his costume for the play and he's got long 70s sideburns on, which I thought I thought it looked kind of cute. Jamie, I knew you were gonna say, I knew you're gonna say you hate them. I know I it. hate sideburns, like <laughs> mutton chops, all that yeah. stuff. Just no. I kept saying mutton chops. I heard you say it before. (laughs) No. (laughs) So 
Pacey reminds Dawson that the last time they were on a basketball court together, that he ended up with a broken nose. Dawson says they don't have time for this. He has a show to do and he doesn't understand why he's so nervous since he's acted before. And Pacey says, how many times did it take for me to get that sea creature down? Dawson says, good point. I did like the um, throwback to the Breakfast Club episode. Yeah. Like that. Pacey is sounding concerned about there being an audience and Andy, and they're all counting on him to do a good job. And Dawson asks him if he likes acting. He's like, let me ask you, do you like acting? Like, why'd you sign up for Pace? (laughs) And he's like, well, I was kind of blackmailed into the whole thing, (laughs) which I thought was hilarious. It was funny. Until he, like, gets kind of honest about it. And it's like a nice parallel to their real lives, you know? Yeah. Actor versus character. Um, But he tells him that he's been having a blast and, you know, he's enjoying doing it. And Dawson says, then go out on stage tonight and have a blast. That's all that matters. Find what you love to do and do it. And Pacey says, this coming from a guy who just gave up his life's passion. And Dawson says, I didn't give it up. I'm just spreading it around a little bit. And Pacey says, when did you become all Zen? He says, he thought Dawson of all people would be freaking out big time right now. And Dawson asks why. And he goes for a shot. And Pacey says, because of Joey's big date with college guy. And then Dawson misses the shot. And he's like, I was never really good at this game. And he tells Pacey, let's go. We got to go. And Pacey says, what if this guy is a big sex maniac? And Dawson says, well, Joey's a big girl. She can take care of herself. And Pacey's not buying it. He says, you know, we're talking about Josephine Potter, the girl whose destiny is intrinsically linked to your own. And Dawson says, how does Dawson not know, by the way, that Pacey is freaking out right now? I know. He doesn't even suspect. Because Pacey's putting it all on him. Yeah, I know. But still, come on. I would be like, I'd be suspicious as hell. Yeah, I'd be like, like you're sus, you bro. So you're sus. Yeah. <laughs> you're sus, bro. <laughs> right. It's very sus. <laughs> Let's bring it up to 2022. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, this is really sus and out of pocket. <laughs> I'm finna to do this play tonight, and our girl <laughs> may be bussing it back in the car with this college guy. What's that? What's the what's the oh. one? Oh yeah, no cap. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing our best <laughs> to be relevant. <laughs> trying to stay hip with the four one one. Something with the nine one one and all the kids. No, it was four one one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's four one. <laughs> Which was the information number? <laughs> I don't even not, think that works anymore. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> Probably not. We've got Google for that. I know. Did you ever call the movie phone hotline? I used to call that all the time and see when the movies were playing. Now you oh, yeah. Welcome to that. movie phone. Yes, I remember that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Younger audiences are like, what are they talking about? What the fuck is movie phone? <laughs> Press one for movie starting with B. And they would like, have, like all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> you chose my girl too playing at amc marple 10 <laughs> so funny um so yeah so dawson tells pacey that it had to happen eventually he says you even said that yourself we cut to henry who is now in the auditorium looking for jen and she turns around she's already sitting in her seat she calls out to him he goes over and says i thought we were meeting outside and jen says 
I thought whoever got there first was going to save seats. And we see Grams is with Jen. And Henry looks kind of disappointed. Well, he didn't get like a heads up or anything either. He was just like, oh, Grams is here. And then I was wondering if maybe the reason why Jen was like kind of taken aback is because she was supposed to go to the play with Grams. And she's like, do I no. say something? Do I not say something? No, I think she purposely wanted Grams to come because Grams' reaction is like, well, I Grams- would have stayed home, Jennifer. <laughs> Well, she said she would have stayed home if she knew that somebody else was going with her. I think that they already had it planned out. And then Jen just never said that somebody else was going to go. And she was just going to not be the third wheel. You know what I mean? I don't know. I That's mean, how I took it. You know what, Jamie? It it could possibly be. Because we will never know. We have no idea what the writers were thinking in this season. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Jen says that the show's starting and they should take their seats. And... She literally runs to the opposite side of Graham's and sits on the opposite side. Yeah, she's like, this is awkward. I'm out. It's so weird. I don't know. I'm not appreciative of her. I feel so bad for him at this point. Yeah. I feel so bad for him because he's just getting yanked around. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, Grams is like sitting right between them and he looks really unhappy. So now we cut to the play. Andy is definitely in charge and Pacey walks in and she tells him she put his understudy in makeup 15 minutes ago. The understudy is standing there with her and she starts like taking off his tie and his jacket. And then he starts helping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He starts helping her at one point. And Pacey says, that's a good idea because I can't do this. She tells Pacey, I gave up on you knowing this word for word a long time ago. And she's literally pushing Pacey out onto the stage, telling him that he's going to be fine. And we see Pacey's actually out on the stage in the play. And uh, his co-star is like delivering her lines, waiting for him to say something. And she kisses him. And then he gets in the character and he says his line and then everybody starts laughing. So Pacey's a hit, which everybody knew. Well, of course he was going to be. Yeah. He's an amazing actor, Pacey Witter. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to do. You're trying to purr. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't That's do it funny either. because I can roll my R's perfectly fine, but trying to say the word purr. I can't do that can't spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> but arriba I can do. I can't roll my tongue. But yeah. purr is like impossible. I can growl. I can go. I can't do it. Ah, humbug. Oh my god. I don't know. So now we see Joey and AJ walking on the beach. They're still on their walk. And he asks her if she ever thought about going to an Ivy League school. And she says, I don't know. But if she doesn't try, then I'll always wonder if I was good enough or smart enough to do something really important with my life. He tells her that she sounds very driven. She says, yeah, (laughs) driven by fear of fire. And AJ says he thinks that happens to girls who lose their mothers when they're really young. They're really driven to succeed. And she says, like Madonna. And he says, well, I was going to say like Emily Bronte. And she says she thought she was really into art. And she tries to explain herself like this whole thing with art. And she really confused me. She says, there's this person you want to be for other people to make them happy and them proud of you. And then there's yourself. Sometimes it's really hard to tell where one ends and the other begins. And she goes, does that make sense? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. She said that line that I ultimately hate. And yet sense? we say it all the time. Does that make sense? That I was thinking sense? that, too. As soon as she said it, I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, he says completely. AJ is so weird. He's so weird. You know what else I think is weird? This is the second time he brought up about her mom died. I was yeah. like, he's got some weird thing he's about. He's got like, this like psycho dying. babble thing. He feels like he's got to like psychoanalyze everything, and it's that's uh, what I'm getting from this. He's like, well, this this trauma could be from you're there. This response yeah. is from this traumatic. Like, bro, you're too smart. You need to separate it because it's not fun. You're just being depressing at this point, bringing up stuff that she doesn't really want to talk about. Like, let her go. You know? Yeah. If I was on a first date like this, and I was getting that deep on the first date. I'd be like, oh my God, I like, this is too much. I need to like, let's just go like make out or something because this is a lot. I can't deal with this. This is really heavy. And, you know, I don't want to talk about my trauma. This is like the first date and you're laying a lot on me, dude. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, God, at least I could have had a taste of that fucking mead to like loosen up a bit. (laughs) But you probably needed like a whole pitcher. Can I get a tanger that mead, sir? Oh I need it at this point. I need it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I need the mead. I need the mead. <laughs> um, so they kiss, and we can tell that she's definitely not into it. Or she's just scared, like she says later on the episode. Nah. And she tells him that she just remembered that she has to meet someone, and she wants to leave. He's like, now? He's like, yeah, I gotta go. And they leave. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. Gotta go, gotta go right now. I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now. She's gotta go, gotta go right now. She's gotta poop. (laughs) (laughs) She cannot wait. So we cut to the after party. And I wrote, the extras are definitely earning their paycheck in this scene. Because they're like walking through the crowd. It's Andy and Jack. And they're all like patting her on the back. And they're like, you know, doing the fake like, you did great. Thumbs up thing. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. They used to tell us when we were extras not to walk really loud. Like if you were wearing sneakers, which you were always wearing shoes, they'd be like, don't walk really loud because it'll pick up on the mic. Oh, yeah. And I used to be like, <laughs> when you would see me walk, I'd be walking really slow. <laughs> like, dude, Let dude. me slowly pick up my feet. I'm going to yeah. be like uh, the Pink Panther. Yes. <laughs> and then I slid across the floor just so I could get in the scene. <laughs> I'm too slow. Gotta catch up. So we see Jack and Andy pass by Jen and Grams. And I wrote, they barely said two words to Jen and Grams. They, they said like, congrats. And then they like walked away. Yeah. I thought it was so weird. So then Jen sees Pacey sitting alone at the bar and she goes over to talk to him and she leaves Henry with Grams. And we see that Henry notices that she goes over to sit with him. And Jen and Pacey are having small talk. He thanks her for coming. And Jen says, opening night, packed house. And he says, not a witter in attendance. And Pacey's naming everyone who showed up. And Jen says, but you know who's not here? And he says, a critic from the Cape Side Clarion. And Jen says, Joey. He says, she couldn't make it. Big date. And he's clearly annoyed. And Jen says... Of course you hardly noticed. He says, hardly. And Jen says, barely missed her. And then we see Joey coming up behind them and she says, Miss too. Who? Who are you talking about? Are you talking about me? No, it could have been me. No way. No way. No way. No, no. Pacey says, nobody. We weren't talking about anybody. Not you. Definitely not you. <laughs> not and you. Now- who? 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 Like, obviously. Is there I'd an owl like- in her? Who? <laughs> I'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, are you talking about me? Because I didn't show. I'm here, Pacey. Like, give me a fucking break. 
So now he cuts. She should have just never said anything. She should have just eavesdropped for another like ten seconds. She should have, yeah. Because <laughs> she she looks at both of them like like who are you talking about, huh? Hi guys, I'm here. I made it. Hi. I want to wave my curly hair back and forth because I did something different with it. <laughs> she looks like a poodle. Poodle, poodle, poodle. <laughs> That's so weird. Poodle. <laughs> I'm a poodle today. I don't know what's happening. It's good. You know what's weird? I feel like my body thinks it's a lot later than it is. And you know when I would get like the slap happies? Yeah. It's only 9.30. I know. We're almost done. My brain is confused. So we see Nikki bring a plate. She said, so this is what she says. She goes over to Dawson. She goes, I brought you a plate of crudite. And I said, it's called a crudite. She said it in this dumb fake accent. Again, I don't get it. Crudite. And I was like, why did she say it like that? That was I don't even know what that is for me to recognize if it was said differently or not. So I was like, oh. yeah, sure, sounds good to me. No, yeah, it's just a plate of crud- crudite. It's all this. I don't, is that a food? I don't know what a crudite is. Oh, it's is. just like... It sounds like a crouton. No. <laughs> but fancier. <laughs> it's just like carrot sticks and like celery sticks and like vegetables. So she brought and- him a plate of veggies. She brought yeah. him a veggie plate. Yeah, pretty much. But crudite is what it's called. It's like a fancy name. <laughs> and she said it even fancier, which she didn't have to. <laughs> is it like a French word? I don't understand. I think so. Crudite. Crudite. I brought you some. Here, Dustin. I brought you some. Crudite. Crudite. But I don't even know how to spell that. Crudite. Oh. Crudite. What is the meaning? French crudite, pronounced crudite. Crudita. Crudite. Crudite. Are simply raw vegetables, sliced or whole, arranged neatly on a platter or board, and typically paired with a sauce for dipping. Yeah. Like, God, it looks delicious. Look how colorful. I want all of those veggies. (laughs) Looks so good. (laughs) I'm hungry. (laughs) All right. We're almost done. God. Somebody feed me, please. Feed Feed me, me, Seymour. Seymour. (laughs) Feed me. That was almost scary (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right well i'm gonna continue okay you (laughs) do that i'll be dreaming about crudite (laughs) i'm sure you have some in the fridge do you have any carrots no yeah i do have carrots damn i do well then you have crudite according to nikki crudite crudite (laughs) did you really like my movie Get to the chopper. <laughs> you just see her like climbing up the ladder to the chopper. <laughs> He's got like a gun killing people behind her. <laughs> she could play his daughter. She's oh like, God. wait, I have to get my accent down from when I was. Yeah, I really like being this raw and unfiltered sometimes because I don't even think the words just come right out of my mouth. Like there's no filter. There's there's no. <laughs> you <laughs> just... like being this raw, like a crudite platter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just like that. I don't have to think so much sometimes. <laughs> you know, sometimes that helps. <laughs> um. So Nikki tells Dawson that she thinks he's taking this precocious teenage thing too far. And he says, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just dropping an elective. And she says, film, you dropped film. I thought that's who you were. And he says, it's part of who I am. 
he tells her that he took down all of his posters after he talked to her. The look on her face when he said that, she was like, oh my God, is this my fault? (laughs) Did I break him? Well, it's so funny that you said that because I was going to say the face acting she gave in this scene was so over the top. I couldn't stand (laughs) it. Even when, even the part where he's talking about the teenagers kissing in the movie, she was like this. (laughs) If only you guys could see Steven's face right now when he did that. She was like cracking up and I was like, it wasn't that funny. Um, So he tells her a story about seeing Jurassic Park as a kid with his parents and the teenagers in front of him were making out the whole time that he ended up tapping them on the shoulder and asking them to keep it down. And he says, the guy looked at me and was like, you know what, kid? One day you'll get it. One day you'll understand. He says, here I am all these years later, and I'm still not the kid who goes to the movies to make out. I'm so busy analyzing everything that I can't enjoy anything. And he says he's just not having fun anymore. And she asks him where he's going to look for the joy that he once lost. And he's like, I have no idea. And she says, well, where were you when you had it last? And yeah, he, he asked her for a suggestion. He's like, you got any suggestions? She's like, well, when was the last time you felt it? Um, so this whole Jurassic Park movie scene making out thing, uh, not going to lie. I don't think that I was ever that type of person. And I'm not going to spend money. Yeah. Just to blow it, making out in the back of a dark movie theater, or in their case, the front of the movie theater, which is just asinine. Uh, and besides, Jurassic Park, how can you make out during Jurassic Park? What is wrong with you? Okay. I love Jurassic Park. I love the whole franchise. And I just don't understand how somebody could just blatantly be disrespectful to Jurassic Park by making out the entire time. Rude. Okay. Rude. I think that there's just people out there that go there because it's a dark place and they, they might not necessarily like the movies or they don't want to go to the movies. They just go and do that kind of stuff. I've never done it ever because I go to the movies. I watch the fucking movie. <laughs> That's what like, the parks and the woods are for and the backseat of a car. Okay. <laughs> not the movie theater. <laughs> oh my God. That's what your basement bedroom is for. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> When your parents aren't home. And you have a curtain up for a wall. (laughs) I'm speaking on my own situations. Hey, it happens. So now we're with Joey. She's talking to Pacey. She's telling him that she knew that he'd be great and that everything would work out. And he asks her what she's doing there. No, he says, what are you doing here? And she says it was getting late and the clouds are moving in. And she goes off on all this BS about not seeing the lights. And Pacey's staring at her and he says... He kissed you, didn't he? She's like, what makes you say that? And he says, you have to be a moron not to. And your lipstick is all smeared all over your face. (laughs) Did you see this smeared lipstick? Because I didn't. No. And I kept saying that was just one of those like TV things where they pretend like it's all over her face. And it's really not because her face looks completely perfect. Yeah. And she goes, that's what I get for letting Bessie talk me into very, very, I guess. I really like making fun of her. <laughs> I know, but we do it with love and good fun. It's not like we're trying to be malicious in any way. No, it's just funny because the way funny. she delivers her lines, it's just funny. She's cute. So Pacey asks if she's going to see him again. And she says, I don't know. How could I feel about him the way I, and Pacey cuts her off and says, feel about Dawson. And she says, actually, I was going to say felt. And he says, you want to know something, Miss Josephine Potter? I think the world might just surprise you yet. You fall in love and it doesn't work out and you think it'll never happen again, but it does. Believe me, it does. In the strangest of places. With the strangest of people. And she says, what makes you such an expert? 
Macy's a pro. (laughs) (laughs) He says, well, I'm an actor. It's my job to understand the the inner workings of the human heart. And she says, I think I liked you better when you were brooding and defeatist. Brooding? Brooding. She says, I think I liked you better when you were brooding and defeatist. And he says, I think your date might not be over after all. And she turns around and she sees AJ. He says, go. You know you want to, Joey. Just go. Leave me. Leave me all by myself. (laughs) And she's like, bye. (laughs) She just leaves. (laughs) Okay, bye. I just, I don't. I don't see it between them because like when they're together, she does. She's shy, which is normal, but she just I don't feel like she's interested. Even when they were having that conversation and she was torn between leaving Pacey and going to him and he's like, go, I know you want to. I'm like, really? You think she wants to? Because my instinct was to ask her, do you want me to hide you? Like, (laughs) like, I feel like she's ready to bolt the entire time. So I'm very I'm confused. I I don't I don't know. I'm confused with that. I I felt like. Yeah, like I felt like she wanted to leave AJ to make sure she got to see Pacey. And because she was there, she was more comfortable, like I was saying earlier. So if I had seen AJ, I would feel obligated to have to go talk to him again. But if I felt like things weren't going to go anywhere, I would have just ended it and just been like, look, we can be friends, but I don't think this is going to go anywhere. I don't don't know. I just... The show just... I thought it was weird that they kissed and the first instinct was... uh, don't want to be here and like she thought of literally pacey and going to the after party that's what she thought of if i was kissed by a guy that i was interested in my thought process was i want another one you know not oh let me go to this after party pacey let me run away i just i feel like while yeah she's saying you know oh i was scared and you know i needed a minute i just feel like that's probably not the right reaction for somebody that you're interested in. I just, the whole thing is just bizarre to me. The way that her like body language is even like, she doesn't seem excited. She just, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's not the excitement that you would, you would think like, she's not lit up like, Oh, he's here. Oh, he came back. Oh, let me go say hi to him. Like, do you mind if I go, you know, I just don't get the excitement. There's, there's no level of excitement in this relationship that's supposedly forming. So I just, I also think she's still trying to figure him out. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. He's an enigma, I guess. He's a very boring, sleepy, I think. <laughs> With a bad haircut. <laughs> bad haircut, pretty eyes, and that's about all he's got going for him. And a brain. And a brain. A big brain. Very big brain. So now we hear Henry calling for Jen, and we cut to him up in the rafters. And <laughs> we actually hear people uh, on the floor going, he's in the rafters. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was funny. <laughs> He's like, get laugh. down. Henry, get down from there. And he says, he'll come down when she says it loud and clear. And she says, say what? He says, I, Jen Lindley, am embarrassed to be here on a date with Henry Parker. And she starts repeating after him. And she tells him, get down. And he continues, I've ignored him and have taken him for granted and spent the last five months of my life making him miserable, all to disguise the horrifying fact that I like him. And someone tells, someone shouts out, get over it, man. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) And she says, Henry, get down. And he realizes the situation that he's in now. And he's like, can anybody get a ladder? (laughs) People are laughing. He like doesn't think things through either. But that, again, goes to his maturity level. He's got these grand sweeping gestures that sometimes don't come off the right way, I guess. I don't know. 
Wait, but what's the just, word? He doesn't, um, he doesn't designate? No, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't. Can you give me some context on what you're trying to say? Like, he has this whole plan and he's going to do it, but they don't turn out the way he thinks they're going to turn they're out. They're going to turn out, yeah. Oh, not at all. But there's a know. word for it. They don't, I don't know. It'll come to me, but um, yeah, it's just the complete opposite of what he thinks is going to happen in his head. So now we're back with Joey and AJ. They're walking outside again and they're talking and she asks him what made him come back. And he tells her that he never actually left the parking lot. He says, when someone says something you don't understand, you're suddenly faced with the limited window of opportunity to ask the person to explain what they meant or pretend you actually understood them. And he said he wanted to reopen that window. So he asks her if he did something wrong. And she says, no, I panicked. And he says it was only a kiss, not the running with the bulls, Pamplonia. Pamplona. And she says, you kissed me. And I realized the person standing in front of me skipped a zillion grades and knows everything. And the minute you stopped kissing me, you'd realize you made a terrible mistake because most things you talk about, I don't even know what they are. <laughs> I was like me either. And she asks him if there's anything he's not an authority on. And he says, girls, beautiful girls what makes them tick and she says me too and he says you might know more about that than you think she's like whatever and they realize that they never got to see the northern lights he tells her that he actually saw them before and then she asks him to tell her about them like what did they look like so then he explains what they look like we cut to jack and andy they're cleaning up the after party and jack tells andy he's sorry their dad couldn't be there and she says she's okay with it. What? <laughs> Did you notice? So she's like at this buffet line with this skyscraper, what like, I don't know, cardboard cutout, you know, piece on the table. And there's just random bits of fruit, fruit like all over the place. And at first I thought it was supposed to be there. Like she's not paying any attention to it. She doesn't even react to the banana peel sitting on top of the skyscraper, you know, or the pine- pineapple top that's sitting I never noticed that. on the building. Oh, oh yeah. There's fruit all over it. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed it. That, I mean, I have a really big TV, so the skyscraper with the banana peel is probably bigger than my arms. So I couldn't miss it. Um, I want to see it now. And I, at first I thought, you know, because she didn't react to it, that maybe it was supposed to be there. But eventually went towards the end of their conversation, like just as Jack goes to point out Pacey sulking outside, they kind of pan out and there's just random fruit like all over the place. And I don't know if it's leftovers or if somebody just, you know, had a party and decided to throw fruit all over the leg table. I'm so confused. I have questions on the table. And Wait. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up real quick because I did not. There's fruit everywhere. Like there's a banana, there's a pineapple, there's like plates with fruit and stuff just thrown like everywhere. At first, I only saw the pineapple and the banana because it was there was a close up scene and that's you know what you see. Uh, But then there's just other things going on on that table, (laughs) and she was all calm about it. I would have been like, these people are freaking nasty. Why is there banana peel sitting here and a pineapple top sitting on this? <laughs> Why can't people put things in the trash? Compost, man. Compost. Come on. <laughs> compost. Oh, yeah. I see it. And the pineapple and the other thing. There's grapes. Yeah. Maybe it has something to do with the play. That's why I was wondering. because She's not reacting to it like at all. 
And I would have been like, you people are freaking nasty fucking pigs. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not reacting to it. So it made me wonder if it was, you know, aesthetically placed there. Yeah. Unless the um, prop people did it on purpose. I didn't even notice it. That's so yeah. funny. I couldn't get the banana out of my face. So <laughs> it's literally like hanging on the side. Of the- yeah, it's like it's literally like hugging the skyscraper and you see the pineapple yeah it's like a top the pineapple top and there's a there's a whole thing of grapes too well i'm glad you picked that up because i didn't see it (laughs) i noticed the weird stuff i know (laughs) so andy tells jack that she's okay with her dad not being there she was happy to be around people who believe in the person she is today and don't really know about the person she was and she says she used her mantra from being in the hospital to help her get through the play which was structure and purpose and Jack sort of like asks her if she'll be able to go talk to uh, Pacey because he, right. like you said, he's outside kind of like sulking and he's like depressed. He's sad. Like he had a good I mean, night. Yeah, but... He did. But then, you know, the girl that he likes just got whisked, whisked, whisked away <laughs> by his, you know, love. Um, I wouldn't say his arch nemesis. No, it's uh, his like rival, his love rival, I guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Well, right now it's his arrival, even though he's still trying to come to terms with his own feelings. Poor Pacey. So Andy tells Pacey that he really wasn't the life of the party tonight. And she says she's sorry his parents didn't show. And he says there are a lot of people who didn't who couldn't make it. And he gives her credit for being the real star of the show. She says, I guess you'll be getting that C in English. And he says, are you disappointed in me? And she says, no. Girls have these idiotic, misguided notions about guys. We think we can spruce them up and turn them into something they're not. And he says, I did have fixer up written all over me. She tells him she was wrong. There was never anything that needed to be fixed about him. He was perfect as is. I was like, oh, that was cute. It was really sweet. And he says, you too. Sweet my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) He says, you too, Andy. And then they hug for like a couple minutes, felt like. And they hug like hard. Like they're really like hugging each other. I think he really needed that hug. Yeah. And he was getting it from her. So now we are with Henry and Jen. They're walking home. And Henry tells her that he can't remember the last time he felt this depressed. Oh, yeah. Ten minutes ago. (laughs) So dramatic. Oh, my God, Henry. She says, you get no sympathy from me. And she tells him, (laughs) I know, I'd be so embarrassed. And she tells him that he needs to quit it with these big proclamations. He doesn't have to try so hard. He says, I want to know you. And I want to be totally and completely honest. And she says, nobody over the age of six can be completely honest. And he says, I can. And then she like looks at him and she says, I don't know what it is or how you've managed to keep it for so long, but you definitely have that thing that children have. <laughs> I would have been like, what? innocence. What is that? He's got innocence. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's what it would be. <laughs> the only thing he's got. Innocence. He tells her that she has it, too. She just forgot about it. And she no. says, I don't think I ever had it. And he tells her that he can teach her. Just say whatever's in your heart right at this instant. And then she kisses him. And she goes, was that honest enough? And he says about 70%. And then he kisses her again. And now we're with Joey. She's home. But Dawson is waiting to see her. They did like a trick out. So Joey gets home and Bessie comes out and she goes, there's a boy waiting outside. There's a boy that we both know who's waiting for you is what she says. And we're like, us audience are like, oh, my God. It's Pacey. Disappointment haunted all my dreams, guys. <laughs> Jamie, even in my notes, before they showed Dawson, I wrote Pacey's waiting for Joey. 
And then yeah. they cut it, and I go, oh, my God, it was Dawson. It we were all that. wrong, okay? All yeah. of us. Every single person watching that show when it was being aired, who's watching it now, all I of know. you, I wonder all people... thought it was going to be Pacey. They well played. I know. I wonder if people were really disappointed. Well, because I don't remember, to be honest, because <laughs> at this time, like I said, I wasn't like rooting for the two of them. Yeah. Dawson apologizes for being so late and he knows that she just got back from her date. And she goes, if that's what this is about. And he says, it's not. It's it's not. I swear, Joey, it's not. I'm not going to fight with you. I just want to talk to you. And he tells her that he just needed to see her. He suddenly felt very lost. And she asks him how he thought he'd felt after ripping down all. She you know, says, he's always feeling really lost after he's done talking to uh, whatever her name is. <laughs> Nikki. Nikki. Nikki Green. <laughs> she makes him question everything. Joey says, how did you think you'd feel after ripping down all of your posters and quitting film class? And he says, I didn't think. I just did. <laughs> so then Joey says, so now you realize you don't know who you are anymore? And he goes, something like that. Yeah. She says, I think you lost your true north that fixed point in the night sky that you guide yourself by. And he says, well, what's your true North? And she says, I don't think I have one. And Dawson looks up and says, what's that? And Joey says, the Aurora Borealis. And he says, the Northern lights. And she says, it's one and only, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's like, they show it. And it's like this weird, uh, terrible wavy light. I'm like, those are not the trees that are on the East coast. (laughs) (laughs) those are some alaskan trees <laughs> oh my god yeah it didn't it looked terrible somewhere else those trees were, I, I don't know what we were watching but that was definitely not cape <laughs> i do remember that image though from this episode because after it was over i was like oh they're gonna see the lights and when they showed it i was like oh that was so corny yeah it was uh not really worth the wait <laughs> I've been waiting for 60 minutes to watch these lights. <laughs> it was just terrible. I wonder where they got the camera footage from. I know. Joey says, it's funny. I've been waiting for this all night and it happens now with you. And he says, is that a bad thing? And she says, no, it's just typical. And she says, I thought they'd be bluer than this. And then they like, kind of look at each other and end credits. Next episode is the Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't dun, even know dun, what's going to happen, but it's going to be great. Um, I'm assuming they end up in jail because that's what the picture is on HBO Max. <laughs> Every time they show it, they're in a I don't they're remember, a but I know it's going to be awesome. I remember nothing about it. I think once I start watching it, I might remember. Yeah, that's how it is with me with all these episodes. As soon as I get I start getting into it, I'm like, oh, I remember. I remember, but I don't remember everything. Um, but anyway, Jamie, any final thoughts on the episode? I mean, I think I got most, I have expressed most of my excitement at the beginning of this episode. I'm just truly pumped for the Pacey and Joey show. (laughs) Pumped up, man. Pumped up. Pump it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of it. I don't know what's going to happen, but we shall see. I don't know what to expect, but for watching this after all these years and finally sort of like picking up on all the things that are happening with the two of them. Yes. It's fun to watch. So are I'm excited. For it. Now? I am. We've converted successfully. <laughs> successfully converted. Yeah. I, I like their, um, I like their friendship that they started becoming friends 
you know, better their friends. Their banter and the way that their their personalities just fit. Although, <laughs> Jamie, I have a weird feeling that by next season, it's all going to go downhill, which I think it does. Happens, so. it does. Which it is does. what they do. <laughs> uh, towards the end of the next season. Because they actually, they just spend time apart, but they always come back. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good episode. I felt everybody, every character had a pretty good storyline, although a lot of it was kind of confusing. But, you know, we're almost halfway done. We're, this was already episode 13. I think there's like 22 episodes. So, Woo-hoo! and once again, um, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And to our Creek talkers. We couldn't do this without you guys. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, to you fellow listeners that are listening to us right now, and you've been with us since the beginning, we love you. Seriously, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, for laughing along with us, for interacting, or, you know, for sharing and liking and following um, and, you know, talking about it. We seriously love you guys for it. You guys are fantastic. Best fans ever. Yeah. Everything Jamie said. (laughs) We're very appreciative of everything. We really are. We (laughs) seriously love you guys. Thank you. All right. Well, Jamie, do you want to tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Well, if you guys don't have it memorized by now, you probably should. Uh, But you can find me at jlyn underscore book lover on Instagram. And then, of course, the link trees will get you there, too. And it'll get you to all of our social medias. Beautiful. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can click our link tree on our bio and send us your feedback via email at creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. We are literally everywhere. And there's a link where you can join our brand new Facebook group. So go ahead and do that. We would greatly greatly appreciate it and with that thank you for listening we hope everybody has a great weekend thank you for supporting us for this whole year and just stick with us we have more things coming down the pipe and um we'll see you next week with a brand new episode of creek talk podcasts bye Bye. (laughs) (laughs) we're so weird (laughs) i know Talking about the